Welcome to the Movie Score. I'm your host, Ben Barber, joined by my sister and co-host, Maribeth. Hello, and Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, Merry Christmas. It's <laughs> Christmas. And this is episode two. Yes. So we got our first episode, and it did really well. We yes, got 18 plays on The Hunger Games. Yes. So that's pretty good. Thank you so much to oh, everyone yeah. who has listened and commented. Um, got a really good uh, positive response on Twitter, so that was very exciting. Oh, really? And Facebook. Hmm. Yeah. That's a lot more than I thought we were going to get. I thought we were going to get <laughs> For like... For first episode? I mean, it's not too yeah. bad. So we got 15 listeners now. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Yeah. And so last week I did a movie line. Okay. And we had an answer. Yes. Okay, so my movie line was this. <clears throat> he left us. He left us. But that's not what I'm going to do. You yes. know what that is? That's what? Do I know what it is? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I knew what it was. What? <laughs> Well, it is uh, Jurassic Park. Very good. And we had one person answer it, John Hand. Yes, who is a good friend of mine on Twitter. Hi, yeah. John. <laughs> and yeah, he wrote in that it's Jurassic Park, and he was the first person ever to answer a movie line on the movie score. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so. Absolutely. And for our second episode, we're going to do something Christmassy. Yeah. And you want to you tell them it? Something warm and cheering to the heart. So, yeah. for our second episode, we are reviewing The Man Who Invented Christmas, which ding, is a ding, film ding. from 2017 starring Dan Stevens. And here is the official synopsis on Google. In 1843 in London, author Charles Dickens finds himself in financial trouble after writing three unsuccessful novels in a row. Desperate for a hit, Dickens relies on real-life inspiration and his vivid imagination to bring Ebenezer Scrooge, Tiny Tim, and other classic characters to life in A Christmas Carol, forever changing the holiday season into the celebration known today. It was first released on November 10th, 2017, and it is actually based on a biography called The Man Who Invented Christmas by Les Standiford. Yep. The only thing else I've seen Dan <laughs> Stephen in is Downton Abbey. That was a crashing experience. It's too if you soon, know what I mean. Too soon. I mean, his story just like wrecked into the storyline. Did it not? <laughs> too soon. You okay. just crushed the hearts of millions of fangirls all over <laughs> the globe by saying that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, The Man Who Invented Christmas. Charles Dickens is the main character. Mm-hmm. And he's writing, like you said, The Christmas Carol. Yes. Which is apparently considered the best Christmas story of all time. Well, definitely one of the most famous. Yeah, he made like tons of money. And interestingly, however, he was uh, in great financial straits when he wrote A Christmas yeah. Carol. And he was supposed to write this book in six weeks. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he did write it in six weeks, six which weeks. is unbelievable. But um, Can you imagine writing a book in six weeks? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. No. <laughs> but he was also writing it after having had several flops. Yeah. So you can imagine that his confidence wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, he had like three flops before this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what the movie shows, and apparently that's very historically accurate. They didn't make that up for artistic license, yeah. dramatic tension or anything. That really happened. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but through that, the whole movie, he's got a lot of people who are like with him through it. Through it. Mm-hmm. A lot of great characters. So we have his friend. It's best uh, friend. Yes. Well, I can't remember his name. Oh, about. his name is uh, Forster. Forster or Foster? I think it's Forster. Uh, Forster? Uh-huh. But anyway, that's like his best friend. Yes. And he like helps him through the whole movie. Then you have his wife mm-hmm. who had a very tough job. Yes. Because was he was always in different movies. Man. Yeah. 
It was always in different moods, and she had to, like, work around it. Mm-hmm. And then he had all of his children. Yes. And, and <laughs> Lots all... <laughs> of children. And his, his friend's name was John Forster. Forster, yeah. Forster. And then top of all this, he's got his father yes. and his mother, and his father is an idiot. He's basically parenting his parents. Yeah, yeah. And he's always, and his father's always asking him for money yes. and stuff like this. But his father had also been in debtor's prison when Dickens was a child, which was mm-hmm. also accurate. Yeah. Which also fed into Dickens' um, experience of writing Little Dorrit. Oh, really? Which is all about a family who's in debtor's prison. Oh, I didn't know. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's is it good. good? Yes, it is very good. Really? I hear it's dark, though. Well, most of Dickens is dark. I mean, that's not... <laughs> yeah. And the Christmas Carol is dark. Yes. Very dark. I don't... I mean, it's good, but it's not like my favorite ever. Favorite. Favorite. But then you also have Tara. So, yeah, you also have Tara. Who is their servant, who gives him lots of inspiration mm-hmm. through her yeah. Irish tales. She, she's and Irish. And... An Irish sauce. Yes. And, um, but then you also have like his sickly nephew and you have the, yeah. the mean old man at the reading who is the one who says, you know, they ought to die off and reduce the surplus mm-hmm. uh, population. Yeah. Um, and all these, all these people play some role in the Christmas Carol. Well, he's always watching and he's always going mm-hmm. all these little tidbits that he yeah. ends up putting into the novel. So yeah. So characters are a major, major thing in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Cause he you uses them in his writing. You have to pay attention. To almost everybody who pops up. Yeah. Because he's paying attention. Yeah. He keeps a collection of names that he hears. Can you imagine? <laughs> like when you go in to write a story, and you just like Google and it comes up with trillions of names. Back then they didn't do that. You're they would right. have to just sit there. And there's actually one scene of him just like walking around his room just trying to contemplate names. Mm-hmm. He pulls out his notebook. and he, Yeah. Like, uh, he starts rattling off all these names. One of them, interestingly, being Clinum, which is a name from Little Dorrit. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is cool. In The Man Who Invented Christmas, you're all constantly trying to figure out, okay, where do these characters fit into this story? How yeah. are they affecting him? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but how are these characters an extension of Dickens? Yeah. So you see a lot of this with the character of Scrooge, who is played by Christopher Plummer. Who, oh yeah, that's uh, right. It kind of sense. appears to Dickens in these visions. You know, Dickens is is communicating with his characters as he's building them, yeah. as he's trying yeah. to get to know who these people in his head actually are. And you quickly realize that Scrooge is Dickens. Mm, his, yeah. Scrooge is his worst self. Scrooge reflects Dickens' worst fears, his worst prejudices. All these different things. But all these other characters do as well. Mm-hmm. Tara yeah. is like his imaginative, whimsical side. Yeah. Um, and and Cratchit, Bob Cratchit, is his more compassionate side. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a good lesson on choose who you spend a lot of time with. Because yeah. <laughs> it reflects a lot in you. Yeah. You are who you spend a lot of time with. I mean, you could see that even, I mean, as a writer, I could see that with my own characters too. Mm-hmm. Be careful what kind of characters you're going to spend your time with. Yeah. You know. And that's and that's another thing when we when we go into themes and lessons. You are also a writer. Yes. And throughout the movie when he's writing, the characters come to him and they like have conversations. Yes. Like he's act- he can he's actually like communicating with them. Yes. Does that happen to you when you write? Um 
I am often living with my characters. I'm often thinking about them. Yeah. Um, I often act out scenes. Oh, really? You do? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Become an actress. I don't know that I'm that good. But, uh, yeah, in fact, last night I was acting out a scene for my fanfic that I'm writing. What are you writing about? Um, my Star Wars fanfic. Star Wars. But it was very much, <laughs> I was trying to act out my heroine. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually quite getting very emotionally involved in this. Yeah. And so I can relate to that when I'm watching Charles Dickens. But yeah. Yeah. It's probably getting a little bit ahead of ourselves with um, the theme section. But yeah. But yes, that would be my biggest note with the characters is watch how each one of these characters is an extension. Mm hmm. Of, yeah. Of Dickens. Yeah. Yeah. But let's go into themes. Okay. So. Like I said, he's also he also see, he sees the characters, but then like he 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 also observes life mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the big themes of the movie is always be watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you never, even if you're not a writer, you're always learning. You're mm -hmm. always um, seeing the kinds of people that you either want to be like or you don't want to be like. I think probably in this movie, Dickens realizes that he spends a lot of time focusing on what he doesn't like. Yeah. He doesn't spend a lot of time focusing on what he loves about humanity in general. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of turns him into like a Scrooge. Yes. Character. And because he thinks, but because he realizes that he's become a Scrooge, he also realizes that he has become a, very much a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, because... He resents his father for being a debtor, mm -hmm. yeah, for spending beyond his means, and yet and he is so deep into debt. <laughs> he is like, oh my gosh! If you watch this movie, it will stress you out because he's just throwing money everywhere. Seventy pounds for a chandelier? Who needs Ugh. a chandelier? <laughs> and 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 even he's like so deep into debt, and he goes to buy some fine clothing because he thinks it boosts his business. Right. And it's just, he's just throwing because money he everywhere. Because thinks people will lend more money to him if they think that he's rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I mean, ugh. And yet, at the same time, he's constantly talking about how nobody is useless if they lighten the burden of another. Yeah. And, and he has all of these maxims, but he's not really living them out himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is greatly increasing his wife's burdens. Ugh, yeah. If, I mean, you could just start there and, and not need to go any further than that. <laughs> yeah, it would it would be extremely hard being his wife. Right. So, so I think over the course of the movie, over the course of him writing this story, he is convicted mm -hmm. about these things. Yeah. He slowly starts to realize, oh, wait, I've become the very thing that I despise, mm -hmm. that I write about in all of my books. I'm... I, I am that person. Yeah. Um, but. But that, of course, thankfully, because this is a happily ever after movie to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, there is redemption. There is forgiveness. He is able to come to a point where he recognizes his own sins and forgives those who have wronged him, perhaps unintentionally. Yeah. Because I don't think his father had any... Well, malicious intent. No, and he was—he just wanted to get all of his money, like he was yeah. just making money off of it. It's almost like when you're watching his father, it's almost like his father had an addiction. To what? To, to trying to get more money. Yeah. 
it, it's almost like he can't stop himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Charles gave him a house and an allowance. Right. But that, that wasn't good enough. Right. Ugh. So it's almost like he has an addiction. But there comes, there, there's a point in the story in which Dickens realizes that because of Christmas, because of the joy of Christmas, he can extend that goodwill and forgiveness mm-hmm. to other people and to himself. Yeah. You know, and life is not all about the pain that you have suffered. Because mm-hmm. he was really holding on to that grief over being forced to work in the factory as a child. And, yeah. Um, and he needed to let that go. Similar to how Scrooge has to let his miserliness go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, that's interesting. I hope that's a word. Yeah. <laughs> and, at, and at the very end, you know, he actually go, he goes back to that workhouse, mm-hmm. and the, that factory. And him and Scrooge kind of have like this big battle. Mm-hmm. It's like he's fighting himself. Yes. Which I thought was really interesting. Exactly. Because he, he has to fight himself and he puts himself in a different spot. Mm-hmm. He has to fight his thoughts in that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you see it in that moment when mm-hmm. it clicks for him. Yeah, you do. And he's like, oh, wait, no, that, th- that thought process is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to think like that. Anymore. And he turned it around and he got an ending to his book. Yes. So that's really <laughs> cool. Yes. Because ultimately, when we writers are, are wrestling with our characters, often we are wrestling with ourselves. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, it's a good lesson because it, it reminds you, okay, you can't make it easy on your characters. Mm-hmm. You have to take those risks. Yeah. Um, and Dickens was definitely taking a huge risk with A Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. And he, and he was on a deadline, too. Yeah. Like you said, he only had six weeks to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And miraculously, it worked. Yeah. But he like he got it on the he finished it on the day of the deadline. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Insane. Insane. So. Absolutely insane. The other only the other thing that I have on here is a writer's brain. It's definitely a writer's movie. I would imagine that anyone who has ever written a book or written a magazine article or what have you sits in their seat and kind of squirms a little yeah. bit for this movie. <laughs> and that's probably why I think you liked it more than I did. Because yes. I liked it, but I'm not a writer. Every time, It was good, but it wasn't great to me. Every time I watch this movie and you have that opening scene where he's just sitting at his desk, mm-hmm. staring into space, <laughs> it cracks me up so bad because I have done that. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes. And you just sit there and you just think? I just sit there and I look at the screen and I'm like, well, <laughs> it's 9.15. I guess I could work on that blog article rather than, you know, write this scene that's scaring me to death. <laughs> yeah. I've, ne- I've never done that. I've actually tried to write stuff before. Oh, like, really? besides an essay. Oh. Just to, like, write. Newsflash, people. It's revealing his <laughs> deepest, darkest secrets. And I don't like it. <laughs> I hated it. It's so annoying. Because well, stuff like that will happen. I'll get down and I'll sit and I'm like, well, that could be cool. And I'll sit down and I'll be like, nothing. Nothing yeah. comes. Yeah. So I, I'm not good at a job. But you can do that. Yeah, but... Like, the problem that I had today was I was writing this fanfic. And all of a sudden I realized, I'm not really writing me. This is way too flowery. What's wrong with me? And it was almost <laughs> yeah. like I was trying to impress myself, which I think you see Charles Dickens do Oh, yeah. He does that a lot. He's trying to make it very highbrow and everything. And mm-hmm. No, you know, he just needs to write the story about the ghosts who come to 
the yeah. old man. And in another way like that, I think that's one of the reasons why he spent so much money. Is he was trying to be someone he wasn't. He was trying to be not like his father. Mm-hmm. Trying to be so rich like his father never was, and he just yes. and he turned into his father by getting into so much debt. See, so. you're you're like preaching to me right now because I need to hear that. I've been Don't. told I'm a good preacher. <laughs> I can I can preach pretty well. Don't be someone you're not. Don't be the kind of writer that you're not. Don't be the kind of parent or sibling or, or just be yourself. Be, be you. You know what? Nobody is like you. That's so true. you should be the only person like you because you're. You're cool. Listen to this, Charles Dickens. Yeah. <laughs> you're, man. Take our advice. Dan Stevens, even. Yeah. You're heckin' cool. <laughs> Except when you're on your way to go tell your parent-in-laws that you you, you you had a child, and you're looking up at birds, and you crash your car into a ditch. Finn. But I won't mention that. If anybody if anybody can uh, knows what I'm talking about, let me know. Let me know, because that would be so much fun. He's cruel. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, yeah, send it. Okay. So, Man Who Invented Christmas. Should we rate it now? I think we can rate it now. We have we have time. We can yeah. rate it. Yeah, let's go ahead and rate it now. Who you want, who wants to go first? Um, let's, let's let the intellectual one go first. <laughs> that must be you. Yes, it is. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. You can go first. I don't care. Okay, so I'm going to give The Man Who Invented Christmas a solid eight. Are you, what, really? Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, you're entitled but to your I'm, opinion. But I'm taking off two points. I'm not giving it a ten. For what? Two reasons. I'm removing one point because the scene where um, Dickens and Scrooge have their final confrontation, I find, mm-hmm. is a little confusing. It's, oh, really? it's, very, it's a very long scene, and it's a little bit confusing as to what's happening I've seen this movie three, four, five times, and I I understand it now, but it took me a few times to figure out what was going on. It's like Inception. What was going on in Dickens' brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm taking off another point because, sadly, um, Dickens and his wife, I can't believe, I, I, I can't buy it. And part of that is because of, History. Um, Dickens ended up leaving his wife. What? The mother really? of like nine children. Wait, what? He left her? Yes. For an actress. You're kidding. No. And so every time I watch it, and Dan Stevens and the girl who plays his wife are so cute together. It's, oh, it's so sweet. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, he left her. I had no I idea I he did that. I can't get behind this. So, what? Yeah. So that kind of taints the That's movie crazy. for me, actually. So, Why didn't you tell me that before we started this? I have some nice surprises. I did. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> that, you're right. They look so. This movie's a joke now <laughs> because they look so good. I mean, look, look, look. They look so good. He's showing me a picture on the back cover. And- okay, so now I heard. Since I've heard that monstrosity, <laughs> I can rate now, and it's gone down a lot. Oh dear. Well, I guess I shouldn't make the movie go down because that was his. That wasn't the movie. Um, True. I'm not going to give it that much because I'm not a writer, so I didn't enjoy it as much. I felt that some parts it was a little bit slow mm-hmm. every now and then. A little bit depressing. Well, most anything that's related to Charles Dickens or his is going to be depressing. Usually is a little depressing. Yeah. So, and <clears throat> it was a dark film as far as color. Mm, and it, true. and I'm, I like a movie. That's, why, that's one of the reasons I love La La Land so much. 
There's tons Which we're of going to review at some point. Yeah, because that's the best movie I've ever watched. Like, that is... <laughs> and it's it's very colorful. But this movie is dark. It's <laughs> in color. It's dark. They're in London. And London at this time is dark and rainy and it's, smoky it's and sooty. weird. Yeah, it's sooty. So, I don't like that. And, yeah, I felt that sometimes it was a little bit confusing. Yeah, it it, it benefits from repeated watching. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it like a 6 out of 10. Okay. Because it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's past if it's past 5 and 5 out of 10 or 5 out of 10 or past, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not a great movie. Okay. Like my great movies are going to be 8 and up. Okay. Those are good movies. And I I I I'm like that too. I think this is a is a great movie. Yeah. You're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. I mean, I was just comparing our rating system. Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong, but you're in town, maybe. <laughs> no, just kidding. But man, I can't believe your laughter. <laughs> I had no idea that that happened. Oh, I ought, to, I ought to have some surprises up my sleeve more often because that makes the podcast very uh, entertaining. <laughs> I had, oh my. Uh, <laughs> I'll try to find some interesting trivia from now on that I oh, know yeah? you don't know. Yeah, you might. <laughs> Get reactions like that from you. But that's shocking. But that's. As far as he goes, he's like three out of ten. <laughs> was she was she as good to him as in this one? I or was she kind of mean to? Um, you know, I'm not really life. sure about that. I do know that he accused her of mental illness, but back then, <laughs> back then, a woman didn't really couldn't really defend herself from charges like that. So yeah, that's te- for an actress. Yeah. What happened to all their children? That. Do you know? No, I don't know. Hmm, that's right. Okay, so Being you're get you're. Enough. You're giving it an 8 out of a 10. Yeah. I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. So, yeah, you should go Generally watch it. Generally speaking, though, a, a good movie. I think we're agreeing. Yeah, you should go watch it. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. It's, it's a, a good, good movie. Christmas movie. Especially yes. if you if you love A Christmas Carol. If you've never seen any adaptation of Christmas Carol, it will be incredibly confusing. Yeah. But if you're familiar with the story and have some you know basic knowledge of Charles Dickens, mm-hmm. you'll love it. Yeah. But, and if you're a writer, you'll love it even more. And if you're deep into debt, you'll relate with it a lot. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I guess we should probably do a movie line. Yes. Because well, actually, no, we got so much time. Let's sit back. How have you been? Because <laughs> we, I feel like we kind of went through that fast. Yeah. Um. I'm good. I am excited about Christmas. You are. Yeah. Yes. I have. Uh, Who did you get? I can't tell you. Well, we do a secret Santa in our house. So yeah. All the siblings draw names out of the hat in Which is, July, and then we try to get it done before the week before Christmas. Yeah. So, yes, it's a few <laughs> months to think about it. There's a little bit of procrastination running around. So, are you almost kind of done? Are you done with I'm, that? I'm done with my secret Santa. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm one-fourth done. Ooh. And it's, what, nine... Nine days till Christmas. Yeah, but this will publish. This will be published later. This will be published Christmas week. This will be published. Yeah, Christmas so hopefully week, by so. the time this goes on, you'll be finished. I hopefully, I don't know, but <laughs> we'll see. What are you most excited about for Christmas? Um, probably the food. Mm. You know. Yeah, I was telling some of our sisters last night that we are actually getting a true Advent this year because between the quarantine and all that. There have been no Christmas parties, which yeah. means that we haven't really had any kind of Christmas sweets or anything. Mm-hmm. It'll all be that one week. Are we gonna, we're going to make some up, don't we? Oh, yes, yes, we yes. Are? But we would normally have made some before. Really? 
before now. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. But because we haven't had any Christmas parties or Christmas concerts or anything, we haven't had any goodies. Because of Corona. Yeah. Coronavirus has ruined our lives. Yeah. No, it started this podcast. It, that's true. It birthed it. Yeah. yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Okay. So, now let's do a movie line. Okay. So, movie line, movie line. Guess the movie line. Okay. This is a, this is from a, a Christmas. Just so you know, this is a Christmas movie. We're getting okay. into the Christmas vibe. So, okay. <clears throat> you can't say what it is. I won't say. And the first three people who write in to get it right and get it right. First three people, I'll say their names on the podcast. Just like I did John Hand. And another thing, John Hand sounds an awful lot like John Hammond. <laughs> and he was the one who made all the dinosaurs. Oh, that's true. So, I'm okay. just saying. John, if you have any um, any dinosaurs in your dinosaur embryos in your freezer, let us know. Yeah, we'll go into business with you. <laughs> we'll make tons of money. Okay, here we go. Oh, and by the way, if y'all write in, the, the uh, email address is themoviescore20 at gmail.com. No caps, no spaces. Themoviescore20 at gmail.com. Okay, <clears throat> so here it is. Oh, wait, wait. Let me make sure I get it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Oh. I don't know if you have any guess. You can't say until I, the next podcast. I will say. But just say if you have a guess. I have a guess. You have a guess. Okay, well, then you'll have to find out next. <laughs> so there, there's episode two. Yes. This is pretty good. Very, very exciting. It went through a lot quicker. A lot more quicker. Well... That's probably because we were dealing with one movie rather than That's four. true. We yeah. did we did all of the Hunger Games things. Yeah, so, and we got 18 plays on that episode. Yeah. I wonder how we, many we'll get on that thing. I don't know, but we greatly appreciate everyone who uh, listens. And we do ask that you rate and review oh, yeah. on iTunes because that always helps. Yeah. And, um, and, and we're sorry that we're not professional podcasters. <laughs> we're not. We're still kind of working on it. Because I don't think anybody begrudges us that. See, I would. I'm sorry, but I've I'm a guy who's real picky about podcasts. But I don't know. I think as the more we do it, the more we'll get better at it. To me, it's all in the spirit. Oh, the spirit of the thing, like the spirit of Christmas. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, the bigger it gets, I might get another microphone. Oh. Okay. Because I don't know how good sounding this microphone is. It sounded good when I listened to it. Yeah, I think it sounds good, but like... I listened to our own podcast, and I thought it sounded pretty good. I thought it sounded good, too. And I didn't bang on the table this time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if y'all if y'all are listening to the, the first episode, you might hear Meredith doing like... I'm t- Italian. I talk with my hands. Yeah, she's like beating her ring against the thing. <laughs> losing all of her diamonds. No. <laughs> what she's done once, but but I won't pick on her. She's, she's good last. She did this podcast, so. But anyway, I guess. I think that sounds all I guess good. we should be done. All right. Well, y'all have a Merry Christmas, and we will be back with episode three in, in a week or two. Yeah, a week or two. We've got to find out what we're going to do. Yep. It'll oh, be well. something fun. See y'all. Peace out.